What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Business Bullseye. Uh, I'm uh, your co-host, TJ Reed, with my co-host, Seth Stone. Uh, Seth, what is happening in your life today? Um, nothing worth talking about at the moment. I'm, I'm actually really excited to, to talk about um, what we have today. So let's, is, to, before we kind of dive into that, I want to give you the space. Like, are you having a really exciting day? Um, I try to every day. Today hasn't good. been all that exciting, um, but sometimes uh, that's a good thing. One of the one of the things that my counselor encouraged me to do is to schedule joy every day in this season because I was talking about how sometimes you know the holiday season can be a little bit difficult for me. She's like, just schedule joy every day. Something that's just gonna like make you smile and and happy. And so uh, I've been trying to do that regularly. Like uh, watch the Muppets Christmas Carol the other day, which made me so happy. So that's good. I, if my therapist said that to me, I would be pretty confused. I don't know what I would say, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm glad I don't have to think about that. <laughs> Sounds good. All, all good. I, but I'm glad the Muppets gave you joy. Yeah, the Muppets always give me joy. I, I, there's two types of people in the world, people that love the Muppets and those that don't. And so. Yeah, kind of like people who don't like dogs like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cat person <laughs> exactly so All right. today's an interesting topic seth um it's one we, we we talked a little bit uh off off mic about but um it's about kind of like goal setting um and and so our statement today is setting goals for the new year is really important to starting off strong setting goals for the new year is really important to starting off strong and so i'd like to know from you is that a bullseye or a bs statement <laughs> <laughs> For the first time since we've been doing this, I have no idea what to say. Um, I mean, I guess it's technically, I'm going to say it's a bullseye only because you said start the new year strong. Okay. I think overall the whole, like, I think, I don't think goals are BS. I think that would make me sound like a terrible person. <laughs> I really funny because I thought that's what you were saying the other day when we no, were talking I about mean, this uh, and stuff. I, I mean, kind of, yes, I, I guess I'll explain in a little bit, but I, 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 um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, just the same way, like people set, just like, you know, people set their goals for the new year, right? Like, um, the gym's packed in January, it's empty before the Super Bowl starts, like, you know, like by like mid, you know, early February, um, you know, I think, I think we all can make a good push at something for a few weeks. That's yeah kind of par for the course right um you know whatever we kind of set our mind to you know that race is about three to four weeks long even though it's supposed to be 52 weeks long or more uh or, you know longer or whatever the case is um so yeah i think i think to start to have a good start i think that's accurate i think in terms of sustainability uh just because you set a goal no I, I think that's that's ridiculous um you know i think most goals are pretty stupid to be honest with you um in terms of like from a from a corporate perspective from an organizational perspective um and i think most well i'm not gonna speak for most people but i think i think a lot of people feel that way right i think i think most goals are stupid you know um i don't think they have i think they lack meaning for a lot of people hmm. um and um you know, it's, it's, it's not a surprise that people have a hard time making them their own. Right. I mean, that's something I've experienced in the work I've done in the consulting work I've done. Um, 
you know, kind of ownership of a goal that somebody created for me. That's a really weird construct, right? Like, would you ask somebody to set your personal goals for you? Like, especially someone that didn't know you like really well, no way. Right. That's like, that's bananas. Um, Maybe you would trust your wife to set your goals for you. Right. Sure. I mean, I think that's, that's fair. That's reasonable. Or or, maybe not entirely. So, (laughs) All right. But at least you'd welcome her input. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Right. But if you, yeah, what if your boss emailed you and said, Hey, you know what? I, I was thinking about your life, TJ. And, and um, I'm going to set some priorities for you for 2024. And some of those are going to be work and some of them are going to be personal. And, and I just need you to take ownership here. Um, or at a minimum, the work ones are going to affect your personal life. So I'm just, you know, I'm just, just going to need you to own this set of goals. How would you feel about that? So when you said like, <laughs> like work goals, I think if you have a boss that knows you well and wants to challenge you, I think it's okay for them to actually set some goals for you that they're like, here's what I'd like to see you achieve here. Obviously, overstep if you're in the personal life and you've got to decide, uh, you know, similar to our work-life balance episode that's going to be coming out, um, you know, you've got to decide kind of where the boundary is there. But um, I think it can sometimes be helpful for somebody that knows you well, wife at home, hopefully my boss or manager at work to kind of say, here's what I'd like to forecast out for this year. I'd like to see some of these things happen this year. I mean, no, that's, that's fair. And obviously I wasn't suggesting that your boss would ever actually set personal goals for you. But my point was like, right. And I, and I know you, you understand this, but like my point being your work goals have the, have the possibility or the propensity, right. To, to, to impact your personal life, depending on what those things are. Yeah. Right. Um, how 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 within reach are they how far out of reach are they um you know so they have this overarching possible effect right on 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 your life beyond just that time you spend yeah you know is there a financial thing attached to it all that sort of stuff what yeah are there any you know carrots being dangled etc etc um you know so yeah i mean i i think i think they can be helpful to start the year i think um I don't know. I just, I think we have a, I think we have a big misunderstanding about goals in general. Um, and I think you know, goals are a very personal thing. Um, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I, I like, I don't know. I, I have a jaded view of goals because like, I think, you know, for, for most of my adult life, I feel like, you know, at some point someone has asked me, uh, you know, every, within every couple of years of, of, yeah, probably since I was in college. Uh, so where do you want to be? What do you, what do you want to be in five years or where do you want to be in 10 years? And, you know, I used to feel uncomfortable saying the answer and, you know, probably around the time I turned 30, I stopped caring, um, and got really comfortable in my own skin enough to, to say the answer. And the answer is, I have no idea where I want to be in five years or 10 years. And I like it that way, you know, because the reality is if I had this, like, for me, and again, very personal thing. If I had this like pinpoint on a map somewhere out there five years from now, 10 years from now, and I was just singularly focused on getting to that that point in time in that exact space, um, I would miss so many opportunities along the way. That's how I feel, yeah. okay? Um, and some of the best things that have ever happened to me, all of the best things that have ever happened to me actually hit me like completely blindsided, like someone just smacked me with a two by four. Um, and I just didn't see it coming. And so I, 
I don't know what I would have done if I had missed those opportunities. Like if my life was such just such a linear path to this goal that existed out in the distance, um, boy, I, I think I really would have cheated myself out of my life up to this point. Um, so that's kind of why I'm a little anti on the goal thing. Um, you know, I mean, I think, um, and, and that's in a very overarching sense, right? I think, I think making like shorter term goals, right? Like, um, you know, if I went to the doctor and like, I mean, this did actually happen. Like at one point, like my cholesterol was kind of high, right? So like I made a goal, like I want to get my cholesterol down because I don't want to like have heart disease, right? Um, and and so I, I figured out like, what are the steps I need to do to take that? And that, you know, I was able to to do that. And so I think, you know, measurable goals that are, are um, you know, part of our a- active life and, and have real consequences. I think those are great things, right? Um, so I'm not suggesting this idea that you just haphazardly walk around the earth, uh, and just see what happens. You know, I'm not, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but I, I think there's, I think there's a balance in this, in this idea of goals. Um, and especially at like a, at a corporate level, I think, uh, you know, and I don't want to get too far down this trail because I want to, I want to give you a chance to speak into some of this, but one of the things I do want to kind of dive into as we get closer to the end, and I know we, we have a little less time today, but, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's so missed that people, um, again, get assigned these goals that they have, feel like they, they're, they're told they need to take ownership of, but they really had no voice in the process of them whatsoever. Um, so how do you take ownership over something that like, you might not even care about, right? So um, I, I feel like to me, like, that's a fundamental thing we have to address at some point today. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know where you are with the whole like, you know, big picture globally down the road, when I retire, I want to, you know, or by the time I'm 60, I want to versus like, you know, how you operate in the day to day. Yeah. Um, maybe it's best expressed by percentages. Okay. <laughs> like if you think about it, like sounds a little me, too calculated to me, TJ. Yeah. Sometimes I, I'm very calculated with the way I try to approach this stuff, but, but I'm, I'm the same as you, like, Number one, I admire people that can just kind of go and just take it as it comes to me, like and it, like it works for them in life. It just some of those people like make me very happy, but then some people just it's frustrating to see that, <laughs> like the way that they approach it. But um, okay, so let's start. Let's start with the end in mind, right? Like one of the things yeah. that I that I did recently is I just kind of said, okay, like what are like my my life goals? Like I I said, you know, I want to live to. I want to dance when I'm 90 years old. <laughs> so being 41, what choices are I making today that's going to affect that? You know? Do you um, really want to dance when you're 90 years old? I want to like I love those TikTok videos of like the old 90-year-old men that are just like knocking it out of the park. Like that, I would love that. Interesting. No so interesting. That yeah. just that sheds a whole new light on 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 you that I I just I don't know. I that's great. All right, keep going. The, the the song that has echoed in the halls of our house this entire year is pink's never gonna not dance again and like i feel like that's just like a, a mantra for our family we just love dancing as a family we do like those silent discos and stuff like that so it, it, it makes it means a lot uh to me and so so the percentage like i i, I take times where i step back and i try to look at the thirty thousand foot view of life and kind yeah. of go uh i want to make sure i'm saving enough for re- retirement so i can actually like enjoy that time and not feel like I have to be stifled. Could it be all thrown off base by the stock market? 100%, you know, that that could all just be completely thrown off and I'm not going to 
miss the opportunity to enjoy life today with my family for the sake of the future either. But so I would say that's a smaller portion thinking about the future. But as I get closer, I probably think about that a little bit more. And so uh, a year out, yeah, I try to take some time to kind of go next January 1st, what do I hope I'm saying about this last year? Like what's exciting mm -hmm. to me? Um, and so like, I think things that are within my control I should be trying to plan out like what types of vacations are we going to take this year that sound exciting and interesting to us? Do we want to go places and experience something different? Uh, is there something that I want to accomplish in work or in life? You know, like, um, is there something we want to accomplish with this podcast this next year? Yeah. You know, yeah. like that, that sounds exciting. And so I think the closer in proximity, I maybe spend a little bit more time thinking about it, but I also try to build out some time and take at least a small percentage to think about the, the long-term goals there. You know, it's really, you know, it's really interesting. I completely agree with that. I, I the only thing I disagree with is the dancing on your 90 thing. I, I hope I never dance again from this day, from this moment forward. I hope I never <laughs> dance again. Um, but everything else you said, I agree with. So, um, but you know, here's the thing, here's the funny thing, you know, especially like something that I'm involved with, right. In your life podcast, right. This podcast, yeah. what do we want to accomplish in this podcast in 2024? Um, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to think about that too. I want us to brainstorm about that. I don't look at that as a goal. Like for me, like that's, the, I, I see that when, when, when I think of the word achievement, right? What do I, what do I want to achieve? Um, to me, that's very different than a goal and achieve a personal achievement is much different than a goal. Um, does achievement take ambition, but a goal just takes dreaming? Is that, is that how you, how you view the difference? I, I'm just, I'm very jaded when it comes to goals. I think goals are something you arbitrarily set because you have to. And I think achievement actually takes like, you know, thought, um, um, passion, persistence, creativity. Um, you know, I really do. I, I think, I think those are, those are different, different things. Um, yeah, I, I, so again, maybe maybe jaded perspective but i i i see i see the idea of what do i want to achieve versus what goals do i want to set i see this as two completely different things yeah yeah like i'll give you an example from from for me like uh one of the things i said november december last year was i just was viewing life so negatively i had such a hard time with it and so I did like one of my goals is like has been this last year to think more positively to like have a have a good feeling about life and like what's going on in my day to day. But the way that I approached that the way I got to that was one of the things that I did was I was writing these like positive affirmations and reflecting on the positive things that were happening in my life on an mm. almost I don't want to say every day but on an almost daily basis like in a journal. And I'll tell you what like for the probably the first time in my adult life, I like nothing surprised me as I got here to the end of the year and reflected on the last year. I was like, yeah, I have thought about that. And I've appreciated that about my life this last year. And that felt good. I wasn't like scrounging to try to like pull out the gems of, of good things. I had this like treasure trove of things that I had uh, been writing down on a daily, monthly, quarterly basis in my journal. And it really helped me um, to kind of achieve that quote unquote goal, but it took a lot of yeah. like, persistence on a daily basis to do that throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the things we set before ourselves, whatever you want to call them, um, we do that for a reason, right? Because most of them are hard. They don't come naturally. Um, that's why most people fail at their goals. 
yeah. which is probably why I don't like the word goals, right? Um, you know, because like I don't, I don't like associating myself with thing with something that is like this state of perpetual failure, right? Like I, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't as a society, we don't hit our goals. Like it's, it's like it's almost a running joke at this point. But it's not, it's not all that funny to be honest with you, right? Like it's not, yeah. it's not good. And so, you know, for me, it's like how do we, how do we redefine this thing? Um, you know, how do we bring it into a new light and a new context so that, um, you know, it can shed the stigma of like, because now it's okay to just not meet your goals, right? Like, it's okay to just fail. Um, and, well, that kind of sucks. So what do you do with it from there? So I, I, I don't know. I think, I think it sort of needs like a reboot. Um, and not just, not just from like a wordsmithing perspective, but really like, how do we approach it? How do we, how do we do it? How do we think about it? You know? Um, Cause even the thing is like corporate goals, like we've, we've had, I've had them right. When I had a normal job, right. You've had them. Um, you know, even if you hit your goals, it's like, woohoo, pat on the back. Maybe, you know, depending on who you work for, it's a bonus. It's, you know, whatever. Hey, good job. Kudos. And, and guess what? Like we take an eraser to the whiteboard, wipe it clean and you got brand new ones the next years if you're starting from scratch and it's like yeah you can do that for a period of time right but like that like for most people just becomes really deflating it's like i'm gonna bust my butt all year long to meet these goals and these metrics and these things that are set out in front of me and then you're either gonna say good job or here's where you screwed up at the end of the year and we're gonna just wipe the slate clean and we're gonna start over and chances are the bar got raised a little bit from the year yeah. before, right? Yeah. And or we've introduced some new metric that now you're accountable for, or you know, whatever the case is. And and yeah, I, th I think I think most people have the capacity to handle that for an extended period of time, right? But it does, I think it gets deflating. I think yeah. most people, mo a lot of people I've engaged with, a lot of you know companies I've engaged with, like they have a problem with with goals, especially when it comes to performance management, right? Like their performance reviews and things like that, and you know how they're tying all these metrics together. Um, that's where like a lot of my work has been over the last few years because it's just a constant struggle. Because um, people are tired of it, they feel beat up, man. I wonder, like. Because I agree with you. Like I've hit those goals and been like, oh, wah, wah, you know. Like, yeah, it totally. It totally. doesn't make you, it doesn't make you feel like you'd like to feel, but it's almost like, like you've, I'm sure you've heard like how when somebody's marketing something to somebody, you're not marketing to try to get them to buy that thing. You're trying to market to get them to feel that feeling that they're trying to, to get to, right? Like you're not trying yeah. to get them to, you know buy the log cabin you're trying to get them to think about themselves sitting by that fireplace with the person that they love and totally. stuff like that so how, how do we do that with goals then right like how do we get to that feeling that you're hoping for because you know i agree with you like so often it becomes so sterile especially in companies let's reach this goal what's the feeling we're trying to get at like um uh, for that person that we that might be a better way to sell it to people too like if you're a manager or a boss like what are we trying to sell there, you know, like as, as leaders? I mean, hopefully you're selling part of a larger vision, right? Okay. Um, which is ironic, right? Because I'm, I'm the first one who sat here and I said, I, I don't want to be at X place in five or 10 years, right? And so, yep. but, you know, a, a, the idea of a vision from a corporate perspective is, you know, what, what is, 
what does a an un this like idea of a of a, a beautiful unknown future look like to us, right? Like this place in the in the future that would open up all of these different types of potential opportunities, right? A very different state from where we are now. Um, and that is a point in time, right? It is a, it is a thing in time, but ideally, um, it, it's just then the beginning of something else, right? Um, it's not a final destination. Like to me, a vision from an organizational perspective is never a final destination. It, it, it goes back to something we talked about in another episode of this idea of seasons, right? So in this season we're in, we have this longer term vision and, and, you know, by getting there, we can do a, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? The whole yeah. world, the universe of our organization expands exponentially. And gosh, think of the possibilities from there, right? Whether you're a, a mid-level manager or, you know, even more of an entry-level staff member at this point, right? The the, the opportunities then become endless um, as we move closer to that, to that vision. And so I think we're selling something, um, that's kind of bigger than ourselves, right? Because like, there's nothing a company can provide you with that's going to give you that warm sitting by the fire in my brand new log cabin feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, that's not going to happen. Um, I don't think, um, I guess maybe for some people, for me, not, no. Uh, maybe but, if you're a so, founder of a startup and you like really saw the vision from the beginning, like you're part of that initial team, maybe that's something that excites you seeing that vision come to life. Sure, but you can't expect that everybody else is going to have that, right, right? Right. I mean, that's yeah. You know, I mean, I think I think some people do expect that, and that's where I think a lot of startups fail. Um, you know, there's that expectation that you're going to be just as excited about as me about my thing. Yeah. Why should you be as excited about my thing as I am? Right? Uh, that's silly. That's stupid. That's a little bit narcissistic, quite frankly. Sure. Um, but, um, you know. So, so what can people buy into? They can buy into something that is going to better themselves long-term, right? Because um, the new car or the log cabin gives you a better life. That's the marketing pitch, right? So the marketing pitch from an organizational perspective is we are helping you achieve more out of life, right? You know, we're giving you opportunities that you might not have had otherwise as we move closer to this vision that we've set as an organization. Um, so, you know, I think, I think you can kind of start to split hairs here where you say, well, is that just, you know, the quote unquote, the marketing pitch and it never comes to pass, which I think, you know, that, that plays itself out in a really negative way. Um, you know, versus is that the intent? Is that truly the intent of the organization? Is that what they're driving toward? You know, you can feel when that's genuine and when it's not genuine, right? Like, it's it's nothing I can scientifically explain, but you know, as a, as a person, if you have feelings and emotions, and you can actually connect with those things, right? Which not everybody can, but if you can actually connect with those things, you know when that is a genuine thing versus not a genuine thing. Right. Um, and and so, you know, I think that's what people buy into. They buy into opportunity, right? Um, yeah. Everybody wants opportunity. And so if by me achieving these goals that are set out in front of me are going to create additional opportunity in a healthy way, right? In a healthy yep. way, um, then that's something I can start to get behind. Yeah. Um, and the opportunity might not come when I hit these goals at the end of this year, but I have to understand that these goals are tied to a thing that is bigger than my job function, my department, et cetera, et cetera. It's part of a larger vision that has been set out before us 
and we all have our part to play so that we all can have opportunities and access at better things. Yeah, I, I, I found that a nonprofit I worked at that the idea of opportunity sometimes was a lot more appealing than even, obviously everybody likes the extra money and stuff like that, but the idea of opportunity and exponential growth in your career and in your salary like seemed to be a lot more appealing to folks than just X plus Y equals Z and, and kind of yeah. Well, I mean, what, you know, it begs the question, why do people volunteer? Why do people volunteer their time, right? It's not just about the money. You know, people, there's certain things people care about. You know, people are passionate yeah. about, right? Um, Maybe we all appreciate the adventure, like how you were saying, like, I don't know what I'm going to do in five years. Maybe the thing that's appealing to us the most is there's kind of this uncharted terrain that I get to discover. It's kind of like the wild, wild west, and I get the chance to kind of go over this hilly terrain and find my way across it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, that's, I like that analogy. And I mean, that's certainly how I see it. And with the full recognition that there are people who just want a very linear path life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think I, I probably mentioned this on another episode. I, I live near the capital of New York state. A significant portion of the population here is employed by the state government. And like you talk about a group of people that largely want a linear path from the time they graduated from high school or college to retirement. There's your people right this is your case study um they do not want an adventurous life <laughs> they want predictable they want to know what days off the year they're getting they want to know how many hours they have to work they want to know what date they can first possibly retire and collect x amount of dollars in their pension and that's the life they want and that's fine i'm not i'm not knocking that it might sound like i was making fun of it a little bit i mean it's not the life for me personally uh i don't sure. desire that um but understanding there is a large a portion of the population out there that still wants that. But there are there are plenty of large bureaucratic and government organizations that will still offer you that life if that is the life yeah. that you seek, right? Um, so no fear there. <laughs> um, but you know, for the rest of us, there there are you know there are these opportunities, and I think I think whether it's you know you're talking about it from an HR perspective. Uh, a corporate leadership perspective or, or some combination thereof, I think, I think when we're talking about goals, um, yeah, they just, they need to be tied to back to something bigger, something that is going to impact the person, not in the sense of you get to keep your job or you're not get to keep your job. You get a bonus or you don't get a bonus. Like, no, that, that goes back to the old, like archaic, you know, just like I said, like we said before, right. Like you just, um, you know, you, you set the goals, you hit the goals, you start over again next year, pat on the back, womp, womp. Um, no, we have to, we have to do it different. We have to do it different. Yeah, I agree. So action point in time, right? Like we're, we're kind of coming to the end of it here. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll go first. Uh, but like, as you think about goals, this might not be helpful. If you're listening to this at the end of the year, I'm sorry, I don't know this is gonna be totally helpful. But one of the things that I've learned about myself, it might be the same for you, is it's really helpful for me to think about the upcoming year around like October, early November. The reason for that is if I want to start doing something in January, I like to kind of do some trial runs of it in November and December to try to like, so, so I'm not just trying to like achieve that thing or do that thing that I'm hoping to do the minute January one comes on. Cause I think that's, that's partly why so many people fail is they try to do it. They feel like a failure because they're a novice at it. And they just don't end up taking any next steps after January 15th, like you said, Seth. Um, but if your thing is I'm, I'm going to exercise, 
What if you just try to do it, have the pitfalls and failures throughout November and December, and you have a little bit of understanding going into January? I think that might be a life hack that could help somebody that uh, maybe has been getting tripped up on January 1 goals uh, for themselves before. And so that's that's my little tip of the day. How about you, Seth? What's an action plan? I like, I like that. Um, so for me, I would say, and this is going to sound very rudimentary, but I also like kind of don't think it is. Identify the things that you want, right? You actually want, not the things that somebody else tells you you should want, not what social media tells you what you should want, not what billboards and, and the things that you subscribe to tell you you should want. Um, the things that you actually want, right? You yourself. Uh, and assuming like they're they're legal and all of that stuff, right? Uh, you know, um, how how do those wants fit in with the things that you have to do, right? Um, like, do you actually want a promotion at work, or do you feel like you should get a promotion at work because you're you're at a certain age, you've been with this company for a certain amount of time that would bring you to the next income level, which would allow you to get a second home or a timeshare with your family, and and that's just you know, kind of where all your neighbors are, et cetera, et cetera. And that, that's, you know, societal pressure that comes with that, right? Um, so what do you want versus what do you feel like you have to do, right? Um, and then asking yourself, the things I feel like I have to do, do I actually have to do them? You know, yeah. most of the time the answer is going to be yes, right? Like, you know, like keep it, keep, you know, stay employed so I can pay my bills. So like we have a home, oh, that's good, 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 positive things, right? If we want those things, those are good. Um, some of the things we feel like we have to do can probably go, right? In an honest self-assessment. Um, and then, and then those things that we really want, like the things that set your heart on fire, um, where do those things fit in with the things that I have to do? Right. Um, and we're going to say with the exercise one, if getting in shape is a, is a really important thing, it's something you want desperately, but you know, with all the other things that you have to do, it's like, it's so hard to find the time. That's why you quit by January 15th. How do you fit, how do you weave that want into your have tos in a realistic way, right? In a realistic way. So maybe you don't get to your end goal by the end of 2024, but are, you know, can you create a mechanism by which you are well on your way because you have created some sort of um, synergy between the things in life that you have to do and the things in life that you want to do? I think, I think that that balance is really important. I like that. I like that a lot. One of the one of the goals that I haven't achieved yet each year, but I think about around this time each year, is I want to dress like the devil and take a box of Krispy Kremes and sit right amongst the ellipticals the first two weeks of January at Planet <laughs> Fitness. Um, and I just think that would be so fun and so exciting to see what happens there. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if you do that this year, I want you to bring your wife. She's going to take a video of it, and then we're gonna we're gonna post that up just as like in conjunction with one of our episodes so we can talk and unpack how that goes. That's, that sounds good. Maybe not this <laughs> year, but uh, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's an achievement I need to aim for. I, I would like you to set that as a 2025 priority. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. So thank you so much. Thank, thanks for the conversation today. I thought this was, was good. Fine. It was actually uh, very personal, I think too, like in the ways that we shared some of these things. So I really appreciate yeah. that. We'll see what everybody else thinks. Yeah. Businessbullseye at gmail.com, text 757-354-1543, or leave us a voice note on Spotify, and we'd love to hear your feedback. So are we hitting the business bullseye, or is this all just BS? We want to hear from you, too. So uh, thank you for your feedback, and uh, we will talk to you soon.
Bye.